In the scripture, Jude gives us four or five, depending on how you want to count them, natural things that illustrate very important spiritual truths for us. And one particular illustration that I want to point out to you today is the the one that deals with wandering stars and to explain to you what the wandering stars are. So if you look at verse 13, it says they're raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. And then he says something that is so powerful. He says wandering stars, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now. We ask your blessing to be upon the reading of your holy word. Give you all the glory and the honor and the praise and the worship for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. You may somebody wouldn't mind shutting that uh, door for me, please. Thank you. Okay, wandering stars. Hallelujah. Um, this particular book of Jude is dealing with certain men crept in unawares that have entered into the assembly really throughout history and especially in the last time. We preached a message last Sunday called The Last Time of the Church. And it is a, a, a loving warning to the body of Christ to walk in discernment in the last days concerning these people that creep into the assemblies that seek to lead others astray. And uh, it's, it's because God cares, that God loves us, that He gives us these warnings of these very dangerous, dangerous people. Amen. And uh, just the experience that we have recently gone through yesterday, Odessa Midland, with what happened there, shows you how dangerous that certain individuals can be. And at any time, uh, we have to realize that there are some people out there that are very evil, and they have an evil intention, and they are extremely dangerous. The church of the living God is not exempt from such people as this. They are extremely dangerous. They come in, they creep in unawares, uh, they're unexpected for a while. looks like they're okay. But then all of a sudden, we have all kinds of problems and troubles that come as a result of these individuals. So you as a Christian have to be careful. And we all do because as Christians, we think that everybody is going to be like us. We think that everybody's going to be like a Christian. But not everybody is like a Christian. And they have evil intentions and these evil people that entered into the church of the living God their intentions was to completely destroy the work of God it was not about building the church it was not about uh, winning souls it was not about the kingdom of God it was all about self amen and 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 because it was all about self they were individuals that would destroy the church of the living God. And so Jude gives us these examples so that you and I will be very careful to understand 
that just because they walk into your assembly does not mean that they are builders of the kingdom of God, but, but that they are in some cases deliberately there to destroy everything they possibly can to destroy. So you cannot walk around in, in this cloud, you know, that uh, everybody's good. Now, we have heard that statement before that, uh, you know, some people say, I believe everybody's good. No, that is not true. Not everybody is good. And they can come in to a church and literally shred it. Amen? Uh, not just individuals, but these particular leaders presented themselves as teachers. Amen? Uh, presented themselves as servants of God. The most dangerous of all is a pastor that stands in a pulpit who is full of hypocrisy. The most dangerous of all is a pastor who has no principle that leads or guides him. No law governing him at all. He's not controlled by God, by the law of God, or the governance of God. And an individual like that that is not principled, amen, will do what they do out of a selfish motive and a very, destruct, very destructive motive. And they do nothing but bring destruction while they claim that they are bringing liberty and freedom to somebody. Really what they're doing is bringing destruction to their life or to a church. And so they, the, the preachers that are hypocrites, amen, uh, they're two-faced. They don't have principle. They don't, they're not governed by right and wrong. It's about other agendas are the most dangerous that there are of any kind. Because you would expect that that man that stands behind the pulpit, if he calls himself a pastor, you would expect him to be a pastor and to be a servant of God. But in many cases, that is not the truth. They are full of hypocrisy. They destroy. Amen. At the same time, they feel like they're building their own thing. But they destroy others in order to do that. And God is not in that kind of ministry. And He will judge that kind of ministry. The sad part is that many of them at one point were lights and they were tremendously used by God, but something gets a hold of them and they're just not right anymore. Let me put it to you this way. There's just something wrong there. And so you have to, as a people, you have to be very careful about individuals. Uh, it's pretty easy to define them according to the book of Jude who they are. They create division in the body. They leave destruction wherever they go. They leave destruction behind them. Amen. They are not governed by God, His law, or, or anything but themselves. And so they are extremely dangerous to the body of Christ. So when the Lord here through Jude says uh, that He likens these people to wandering stars then what we have here is the analogy of an orbit. An orbit. So, 
your life then, according to the book of Jude, and my life is likened to an orbit. Y'all know what an orbit is, right? Okay. And so a, a star that is out of its orbit is a wandering star. A star that is out of its position, its heavenly position that God originally placed it in, that heavenly position, when it leaves that heavenly position that God put it in, it becomes a wandering star. Amen. So what you have is a star that is out of its orbit. He likens the stars to people. And so he's telling you that a wandering star is an individual that is out of their orbit. They have left their heavenly position. And he said eventually where they will go is they will end up in darkness. When a person leaves their orbit, the place that God has positioned them, then where, where they will end up is in a place of darkness. Jesus said, if the light that is in you be dark, how great is that darkness? So it can happen to anybody. You can be a light in the proper place that God has put you. You can be in proper order or orbit. But when you leave that place, that position, or that orbit that God has placed you in, and you're out of your place, then what will happen is there will be darkness that will come upon that life. That is the destiny of a wandering star. Amen. So what God is saying is that there are people that are like this. That at one one time they were in their rightful place. At one time they shined. At one time... Uh, they were in the right position in heaven that God put them in, spiritually speaking, and they left that position. They forsook that, and now they are wondering. That means they are not controlled or governed or are uh, in the right place in relationship to God. So if you can understand it, these people are the kind of people that wander off and they do their own thing. They are self-controlled. They are self-governed. They are not under the order or the law or the government of God Himself. So they are wandering stars. And as they wander, they head toward darkness. Now, when you talk about a wandering star, there is an example, I believe, in the heavens uh, of a wandering star, and that is a comet. Now, a comet comes from the Greek word kometus, and that means long hair. And what a comet does is a comet, it's a, a bright nucleus. And this, this bright nucleus has this outer fog-like uh, bright fog that, you know, you can see it. The, the, the nucleus is bright, this outer fog that is around it. It's called the coma, and this fog is illuminated. And as it goes through the sky, you can see that illuminated fog that is illuminated by that nucleus. 
and as it travels, then it puts out a long hair or a stream as it blows out from it. It blows out to the back. So you will see it going through the sky illuminated. The fog is illuminated with the long hair or the stream behind it. Now, the thing about a comet is this, is that a comet is self-governed. It is, it is a, a, if you will, a star. It's not a star, but it's an example of a star. It's a picture of a wandering star. And what, when you look at a comet, a comet is, it is bizarre. Bizarre in its movement. It is unstable in its movement. So these people are like these comets then. They are unstable and they are extremely bizarre kinds of individuals. Um, and so what they will do, a comet will come by and the sun, its gravitational pull on that comet will draw that comet to itself. Its central governing force then would be the sun. Okay? But that comet will come by as that sun is trying to capture it. And as the sun is pulling it to itself, See, the sun can be a picture of that, that power that's in control. Amen. And so this comet will come by and that sun is trying to capture it and trying to control it and, and it's pulling on it. And as this comet comes by the sun, it'll turn and it'll go phew, back out into the darkness, back out into space. And... It's, it, what it's doing is it's seeking to be separated from any kind of loyalty. It doesn't want to be captured. It doesn't want to be controlled. It doesn't, it doesn't want to be held by anything or anybody. And so it will go by the sun and feel the effects of the sun and the pull of the sun but as it goes by the sun, then it'll run back out to darkness. And it'll keep going, 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 going out into darkness until eventually that comet goes out into total darkness. And so when God talks about a wandering star, then He's talking about people that are just like that. There is no central power in their life that they are loyal to. A comet lacks loyalty. It, it, it feels the effects. It feels the draw. It feels the power. It feels the pull. But it's not loyal to anybody. So it comes by the sun and then it goes out into darkness. Say praise God. So a defining characteristic of a wandering star or as a comet is they are not loyal to anything or anybody. They are not loyal to the Son, Jesus Christ, at all. So they will, they will feel His effects in their life. They'll be pulled by Him, drawn by Him, but never captured by Him. Never loyal to Him or anybody. Amen. And so this is a characteristic of a wandering star. They lack loyalty. Amen. 
Now, I will read to you very quickly a statement by a philosopher named Josiah Royce said this, unless you can find some sort of loyalty, you cannot find unity and peace in your active living. If you cannot find loyalty, you cannot find unity or peace in your active living. Amen. What, an, what a true statement that is. And so these people, these wandering stars, they're not loyal. Number one factor. These comets are not loyal. Again, they'll feel the pull, they'll feel the, the, the effects, and, and uh, they, you know, the, the sun, God, is trying to capture their wheels, but no, I don't belong to anybody but myself. Amen. When Roosevelt attempted assassination on Roosevelt, they asked the man that attempted the assassination on Roosevelt, and they said, do you belong to church? Do you belong to a church? And the man's response was this, I don't belong to any church. I belong to nothing but myself. And he goes on and says, because I belong to myself, I am in my suffering. If you're not loyal to God, if you're not loyal to the church of God, then you're like that wandering star that comes by the sun and it feels the effects, the pull of God's Spirit, but you're never captured. Your will is never captured. And so you, you come by and then you begin to curve. And as you curve, because you're not loyal to anything, you find, find yourself going way back out into outer darkness. Amen? Now, obviously, if you're a true child of God today, you want to be captured by God. A central power is in your life that you can be loyal to and committed to and dedicated to. Do you belong to a church today? If you don't belong to a church today, then how can you claim to be captured by God? You are like these wandering stars that at some point in your life you were affected by God. You felt His presence and His influence and He was drawing you, but you said, no, I don't want to belong to anybody or anything but myself. I'm going to do it my way. And therefore you curve away from God's pull in your life and you head straight into darkness. It will never get light for you. It will only get dark. You have to allow yourself to be controlled and captured by the power of the living God. You have to uh, make a commitment in your life of loyalty to God and loyalty to the house of God if you don't want to be a wandering star. Praise the Lord God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Without no loyalty, there will be no unity or peace in your life. You have to be committed, amen, to God, to His church, or you will only be committed to yourself. That means that you will govern your life. You will govern your life. That means that you will not be under God's law. That, that's right. You're not going to live by God's commandments. You're going to live by your law. You're going to live by what you want to do. Therefore, you are a wandering star now there are comets 
like Halley's Comet that is called a periodic comet. And a periodic comet is a comet that even though it goes by the sun, amen, and feels the pull of the sun, and even though that comet curves and goes back out into space because it's a periodic comet, about every 75 years, Halley's Comet will, after it goes out in space, will continue to feel the pull and the power and the gravity of the sun. And the Halley's Comet, because it's a periodic comet, will make its way back to the sun. So there are some people that don't go away from God completely out into outer darkness. But what happens is as they come by and they experience His pull, His presence in their life, then what happens is they may go away from Him for a little while, but if they're a periodic comet, they will make their way back to God at some point in their life because God, amen, is still influencing them. Now, I don't condone being a comet, uh, amen. Uh, the one that goes out in space for sure and stays out there or the one that swings by God every once in a while. Because, amen, that's not a good thing. But you will see, though, in a church, periodic comets. Woo, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. They will come, amen, because they feel God's draw in their life. They know they need God, but after a while, they'll leave again. And then after a period of time, it's almost predictable. Almost predictable by their character and their lifestyle that you'll see them again back in the church house. Because God is still drawing God. His presence, His grace, His mercy is still working in their lives. He, he doesn't want to let you go. Hallelujah. He doesn't give up easy. He doesn't quit. Hallelujah. He keeps on trying to get you back. And so you will see these wandering stars, these periodic comets. They will swing by, amen, every once in a while, but they never, amen, are released from the grip of God. Although they are not captured by Him, they will come by every once in a while because God's Spirit is drawing them. Say praise the Lord. Amen. And so this is what Jude is talking about, these wandering stars. They come by, but they're not loyal. They go from one place to another. They are self-governed, self-controlled, not under the commandments of God. They live by themselves, for themselves, and they are not loyal to anything. It's a dangerous place to be in in your life. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Job that the devil wanders to and fro throughout the earth. The devil, the Bible calls him in Isaiah 14, he's the day star, the fallen day star. And this fallen day star now is a wanderer. And so he is the ultimate wandering day star. And if he gets a hold of your life, amen, then you will begin to act in a pattern like him. You'll begin to wander from here to there, going different places, wandering. Nobody's in control but you. You have left your position. You have left your rightful place. You have left your orbit in life. You are no longer shining like you should shine in the kingdom of God. Say praise the Lord. Amen. 
And this is the kind of star that Jude is talking about. To, it's very similar to the actions of a comet. Amen. That's one thing I don't want to be as a comet. I want to be like a planet. A planet. You look at the planets that circle the sun. And the planets that circle the sun, although the orbit that they're in is not an exactly perfect circle, it's almost a perfect circle. And they stay in their place, in their position around the sun as the sun's gravity has its influence. And they go round and round the sun in a loyalty and a commitment to that sun. And they reflect the light of that sun. They're controlled by its power. They're captured by it. And so you don't want to be like a comet or a wandering star. You want to be a, like a planet that stays in your orbit. That's under the control and capture and power of the living God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And reflect the glory of God in your life. If you are that kind of a person then, if you stay close to the sun, if you stay close to God, then you will exude warmth and light because you reflect Him. But if you begin to be like a wandering star and not a planet, what can happen, and you can see it, you can literally see it in the person's life. The light that once shined brightly in them has now gone strangely dim. Darkness gets a hold of their soul. Hallelujah. And so then you will eventually see that person will begin to wander further and word, further away from the light until eventually possibly they go into total darkness if they don't somehow make it back to God. Say praise God. So this is extremely important for us to understand. Whatever you do, stay in your orbit. That is something that we have preached to you many, many, many times in this house from this pulpit. It is interesting to me that when, when you know, recently somebody left here and they were, used to be really loyal, amen, praise God, but now they said, I'm free. That's what they said. They said, now I'm free. Well, God bless your heart. We free of you. Say praise the Lord. We're free. Yeah, all right. You're free. Amen. Well, the question came up to that individual. Well, you used to be so loyal. What happened? You know, you, this one individual said, you used to teach me how important it was, hallelujah, to be faithful and to be loyal. Hey, praise God. And they said, well, it's just because that's what came from the pulpit. Well, what do you expect to come from the pulpit but from but the Word of the living God? <laughs> what are you free from? <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's not a good testimony to have. I say, thank you, Jesus. We be free of you. Yeah, download and send it to him. Hallelujah. Well, you're not supposed to be like that, Pastor. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to take your, I'm going to really value your opinion right now. Wandering stars. 
come by every once in a while and rush out in the darkness and come by every once in a while. Amen. God bless your heart. We pray that you make it. But if you keep coming by periodically, eventually you could break free from that grip and power of the presence of God in your life and you will be free. Praise God. My mentor long year, many, many years here before he passed away, he taught me this, Brother Carter. When I was no longer in a denominational group, my mentor who was still in that denomination told me this. He said, Brother Carter, he said, if somebody asks you about, you know, your situation, don't ever tell them that you're free. And I said, Brother, Brother Dice, uh, let me, let me just, you know, reiterate what you just said. I'm not free. I'm accountable to God and I'm accountable to a body of believers that I preach to. Say praise the Lord God. I'm not free. Who is? Who is free? You know, a train off a, uh, a train off a, uh, a train track is free. But that's not good. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So I thank God today that I've been captured by the presence and the power of God. I thank God today that I have been loyal to a body of believers. I thank God today that nothing has been able to break me free of that because then I will begin to be self-governed, self-controlled and not God-controlled and controlled by the law of God and His Word but by my own emotions and feelings and psychology and psychosis. And we'll go further and further into darkness. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You want to be the planet that orbits the sun. You stay in your place. Yes, it's coming from the pulpit because it's in the Word of God. Say praise the Lord. And if you're captured by the power, and the Bible says it, let me go over there and read it to you. In Psalm, so you'll get the picture here. Psalm 84. Amen. Praise God. Psalm 84, the Bible says in verse 11, For the Lord God is a son, S-U-N, and shield the Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will He withhold from them that walk uprightly. He's my son. He's the one I'm loyal to. He's the one I've been captured by. He's the one I'm governed by. He's the one I give my life to and my heart to. He's the one I live by His Word. I obey His Word. And I will remain loyal to His Word. I'm not free from God. I'm not free from His commandments. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. And I cannot be free from principles that govern my life because if I begin to lay down principles for whatever reason, then I will begin to lay down other things like holiness. In the name of Jesus, you got to make up your mind. I can't be bought. I'll remain true to God. I'll remain loyal to God because I am not a wandering star. Praise the Lord. You remain in orbit, faithful and loyal 
and dedicated to God Almighty. In Jesus' name. Look at look at never say in Jesus' name. Woo. I'm controlled by its power. I'm controlled by the power of the living God. I'm controlled by the word of God, the commandments of God. I am controlled. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, you want to, you know, you're just being controlled. That's right. I want to be controlled. In the name of Jesus. What's wrong with control? You want to be out of control? I know you're not, there are not many of you shouting too much, but praise the Lord. If I got to, I'll stand by myself. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Woo! And as long as I do, I'll remain in the light and the warmth of God's Spirit. And I'll emanate that light and that warmth of God's Spirit. But if I get away from God, that controlling factor in my life of God's Word, His church, His commandments, then what will happen? I'll become cold. There's no fire. There's no light. There's no warmth that's coming from my life. But nothing but tepid lukewarmness or possibly coldness in outer darkness. Wondering like Satan wonders. In Jesus' name. And I don't say these things to you because I want to try to hold on to you. I don't say these things because of ego. I don't say, I say these things by the word of the living God. You're going to do what you're going to do regardless. Say praise the Lord. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. Why did God allow sin to come? Why did God allow darkness to come? Why? God created darkness. The Bible said He not only created light, but He created darkness. Koshek. Darkness is not just the absence of light. Darkness is something that was created by God. It is a, a tangible thing. Why did God create darkness? So that the light could be seen. Why does God allow sin into the world, into His world? This perfect God. Why did He allow sin to come into the world? You ever ask that question? You can take theology courses and listen to some of the most profound speakers in the whole United States of America and other places. And they, they will, you will hardly ever hear them make this statement in the area of the providence of God. Why God allows certain things to happen. So I'm going to give you something right now that you might want to write down. Why does God allow sin into the world? Because He wants you to look at life. And understand what a world without God is really like. Just how much you and I really need God. If you don't have God, you don't have His life. How dark is your life? If you don't have God, how horrible and sinful is sin and destruction around you? So God allows sin into His world. He decreed not sin, but He decreed to allow sin. And the reason why He did was, because when you see evil, you'll say, we really need God. 
Any life that doesn't have God controlling it is a life that's out of control. Any life that doesn't have God controlling it is a li an empty life. Any life that doesn't have God controlling it is a dark life. And so God says, I'm going to allow sin to come into the world. He decreed it so that you and I could recognize how, just how important God is in our world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. If he hadn't allowed sin to come into the world, we would have never realized just how evil a life is without God in it. Give the Lord praise in this house. God is infinite in his wisdom. You can't explain the reasons why for everything. You talk about the providence of God and God being in control. Why did he allow this to happen? Why did he not stop it? You know, you can't explain that. God is in control. God is God. But in a general principle is, you'll see it personally if you begin to backslide. If you begin to apostatize, if you begin to play the hypocrite, you will see in your own life the devastation and the destruction and how horrible a life is without God as the center of your universe. Praise God in the name of Jesus. A church without God being in control is a church that is full of all kinds of, of sin and ungodliness. God must be in control of my life. And I thank God today, and I'm going to shout the praises of the Lord. And I give Him glory in His infinite wisdom that He allowed sin to come into this world so I could see just how much I really need Him. He doesn't want a robot. He wants somebody that will love him out of a free will. By choice. Say praise God. I choose to be a Christian this morning. I choose, I choose to be in this pulpit. I don't have to be. I don't have to be in this pulpit this morning. I don't have to be in Odessa, Texas. I choose to be here. I choose, I don't have to live a Christian life. I choose to be a Christian. I choose to live this way. Because God has shown me. When I look around in a world of sin that seeks to live without God, what kind of world that is. I need God. You need God. Everybody needs God. Odessa needs God. Midland needs God. Vicksburg needs God. Everybody needs the Lord in their life. And ultimately, you see the struggles that you have in your life. You can point it back to one major thing. Sin somewhere. Somewhere. It might be, not be your sin directly. It might be the sin of your children. It might be the sin of your wife. It might be the sin of your husband. It might be the sin of your acquaintance or a family member. But at some point, you'll begin to recognize all the crazy insanity and darkness and misery and pain and suffering comes as a result of a world without the light of the world named Jesus Christ. He is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I be afraid? Hallelujah. I have fearless light this morning. Every one of you need God. I need God. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Jude says this. He said, they're wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. The destiny of people 
who are not captured and controlled by God and not loyal to God, the destiny of those people ultimately will be total darkness. And that is in the lake of fire in eternity. That's not the place that you want to be. You want to be like Daniel said. He saw, he looked up in the heavens and he saw those that were soul winners. And he said the soul winners will shine as the brightness of the permanent forever. That's a wise. Daniel said, you want to know what a wise person is? A wise person is somebody that is sharing the gospel. Their warmth and their love and their light is going out to somebody else that's coming from God. They are a reflection of God. And as they win souls, the Bible says throughout eternity, you're going to shine like the brightness of the firmament forever. Say praise God in the name of Jesus. That's the kind of star I want to be. I want to stay in my place. I want to stay in my heavenly position. I want to stay controlled and captured by God. I want to be loyal. Praise the Lord God. Loyalty, 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 loyalty. In Jesus' name. And I want to influence people. And I want to help people. And I want to be a blessing to people's life. I want to be a light in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. What an awesome God we serve. The Bible says... In the book of Revelation, in Revelation chapter 6, the seals are open. Revelation 7 and 8, the Bible talks about the trumpets being open. And as you read through the book of Revelation, you will see the Bible says that the heavens are going to shake. The Bible tells us that the stars will be cast to the heavens, uh, to the earth from the heavens. We're not talking about just literal, amen, stars of some kind. We are talking about spiritual stars. Like Jude talks about here, wandering stars, unbelievers, apostates, hypocrites, wandering stars that are not controlled or governed by God's word and commandment, but they are law unto themselves. The Bible says they will be cast to the earth in the time of the tribulation period. I don't want to be that kind of a star. In Jesus' name, let my light shine, God. And the darker it gets, the brighter the light. If you're walking with God the way you're supposed to walk with God, you're going to be brighter the darker it gets. You can succumb to the darkness around you. You can give in to it, let it capture you. Or you can let that light shine. And when you do, the darker it gets around you, the more koshek it is around you, the brighter and you'll shine in Jesus' mighty name. So when the darkness comes and the troubles come and the problems come, you say, Lord Jesus, what can I do in this hour? And the Lord will come back and say to you, don't let that darkness become you. You must continue to shine. People must see the glory of God upon your face because you are the only one that has an answer in a fallen world. Give God praise in the house. I want to be a rising star, not a falling star. I want, to, I want to rise up in God. I want to go all the way to the top of that heavenly city, the New Jerusalem, where He is the ultimate light of all lights. I'm going, look at your name and say, I'm going to the top. I'm going to the light, Jesus Christ, at the top of that hill. 
city set on a hill, man, let the light shine. I'm going up. I'm going up. By God's grace and God's power, I choose to not be a wandering star. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. So as we look at this statement here in the book of Jude, the Bible then says, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Amen. And Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these. Now the scripture is very, very clear here that the stars also in the word of God are angels. And these angels left their first estate. The Bible says when Lucifer was cast out of heaven, Jesus said, I saw him like lightning fall from the heavens. That rebellion that was in him, which is a picture of what these apostates are. They are full of rebellion. They leave their rightful position. They lead other people astray when they go. Praise the Lord. That's what Satan does. And when he led a rebellion in heaven, the Bible says God threw him out of the heavenly place. And not only him, but a third of the angels were cast out with him in that rebellion. Say praise the Lord God. Amen. So we don't want to be a fallen star. We want to be a rising star in Jesus' name. Hollywood calls its elite stars. Yeah, but what kind are they? Rising stars or fallen stars? You know, do you realize how God... What God would do with a life like that, that has that kind of singing ability or that kind of a talent. What God, if it was, if a life was surrendered to God's control and power, what God could do with something, somebody like that. He gave them the voice. He gave them the talent. He gave them the abilities, but they are fallen stars. And ultimately, brothers and sisters, every fallen star, every wandering star, will end up in the blackness of darkness forever and ever. The most dark place possible. But there's a hope that there'll be a repentance before that happens. If that wandering star continues on that path, they will eventually end up in outer darkness. But God, by His Gospel and by His Word and by His Spirit, reaches out to people to draw them back before they go into that abyss. How far had Zacchaeus gone? The little Zacchaeus, you know, you remember the story of little Zacchaeus. We, we read about it and heard about it in Sunday school, you know. Little Zacchaeus. Oh, we little Zacchaeus. You know, he had to come up to, into a tree to see Jesus, you know. And he was a tax collector. In the eyes of the Jewish people, the most vile of sinners. How far had he gone? How, how much of his principles had he laid down? How much had he given himself to himself and his idols? And here comes Jesus. Amen, the Son. Hallelujah, came by and said, look up the little Zacchaeus in the tree. And he said, this day I must abide in your house. Zacchaeus. Woo, little Zacchaeus came down out of the tree. Amen. Jesus went home with him. And he became a repented sinner in Jesus' name. He repented. God captured him before he went into outer darkness. Praise God. 
And he said, I'm going to make things right. I'm going to restore what I stole. I'm going to restore it, praise God. I'm going to make things right, praise God, because I've been captured by the light. I've been captured by the sun. Praise the Lord God. Amen. How far was that thief on the cross from God? How close he, how was the thief to the darkness? He was on the edge of darkness. He was fixing to go into eternity. And the light was hanging there with him on the cross. And that light, that sun, captured him and controlled him and drew him. And the thief said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He turned a man around that was on the edge of darkness, turned him around and brought him into the kingdom. Give God praise in the house. Enoch prophesied about these wandering stars, angels. When he said, Enoch, Enoch also the seventh from Adam prophesied of these. And I want to read to you out of the book of Enoch this morning. This is Enoch chapter 21, beginning with verse 1. The preliminary and final place of punishment of the fallen stars, angels. I proceed to where things were chaotic. And I saw there's something horrible. I saw neither a heaven above nor a firmly founded earth, but a place of chaotic and horrible. And there I saw seven stars of heaven bound together in it like great mountains and burning with fire. Then I said, For what sin are they bound and on what account have they been cast in hither? Then said Uriel, one of the holy angels who was with me and was chief over them, and said, Enoch, why dost thou ask and why art thou eager for the truth? These are the number of the stars of heaven which have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and are bound here till 10,000 years. The time entailed by their sin are consummated. And from thence I went to another place which was still more horrible than the former. And I saw a horrible thing. A great fire that which burned and blazed, and the places were cleft as far as the abyss, being full of great descending columns of fire. Neither its extent or magnitude could I see, nor could I conjecture. Then I said, How fearful is this place, and how terrible to look upon. Then Uriel answered me, one of the holy angels who was with me, and said unto me, Enoch, why hast thou such fear and affright? And I answered, Because of this fearful place, and because of the spectacle of the pain. And he said unto me, This place is the prison of the angels, and here they will be imprisoned forever. Enoch saw those heavenly beings, those angels, those stars. He saw them cast through the heavens. And he went into this desert place, this desert location on the earth. And when he got there, God showed him into the underworld the location of those stars that had been cast out of the heavens because of their disobedience to the commandments of God. 
Would you stand? Father, we come before you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you today, Lord, for the opportunity to come into your presence once again to worship you in spirit and in truth. Father God, let us be captured and controlled by your spirit. Father, teach us in this end times, this last time church, the importance of not being a hypocrite, of not being a backslider or an apostate. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will stand strong and not wander from our place. And we give you all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Let this church shine brighter and brighter unto the perfect day, God. We love you today, Lord. Let your light shine through us that we may emit, reflect your light, your warmth. Amen. To a people that need you in this dark world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you lift your hands before God? And, and, and speak to the Lord. Say, God, make me strong in you and the power of your might. I'm so glad today, Father, that you didn't give up easy. You won't give up easy, Father. You, your grip remains upon us. Your pull is on our hearts. And I thank you for every individual here today, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you drew them by your Spirit to yourself today. I love you and I praise you and I glorify you. Bless your people. Strengthen your people. Encourage your people. Let us continue to shine brightly in this last days. In Jesus' name. I want to read one last verse to you in Isaiah chapter 50, please. And I'll let you go. Thank you for being in the house of God today. The prophet Isaiah speaks of a people that refuse to be controlled by divine light. Amen. He says in verse 11 of chapter 50, Behold all ye that kindle a fire, that can pass yourselves about with sparks. Walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks that you have kindled. This shall ye have of my hand. You shall lie down in sorrow. There are those who seek to walk in their own fire. And he says, all it is is sparks. And he said, when you refuse, reject the divine light of Jesus Christ, you're trying to create your own fire and sparks. And God said, you'll receive from my hand sorrow. Let us be a people that are committed and dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered before him. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May, may the Lord make His face to shine upon you and give you His peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Please come back tonight at 5.30 for prayer. Hallelujah. We need God in Jesus' name.